Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm. Who's Winter? I and I want to know why he's coming. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos, smash you, King Kong. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. They got your weakened geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 336 of The Sith List. I am one of your many hosts, Siraj Shahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into babysitting. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man, the myth, the legend. No, what? No, skipping people. You're a legend too, Les. Les Gonzalez, what's up? The sky, leather things. Oh, that's so... That's a legendary saying. That is legendary. I hear it every day in second grade. The man we call the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, what's up, buddy? The babysitter, not the babysat. Ooh, did I say babysat? No, you said adventures in babysitting. I'm just playing off that. I'm riffing. You're riffing. I I like your riffing. Speaking of riffing, the man we call Riff Raff Spatacast, Mr. Randy. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Doing well. Glad to be here, guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those. And last but not least, the man that I call El Hombre, Mr. Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Super, super stoked for this show right here. I am, too. I, got, I have a good feeling about it, which usually means it's going to suck. But mm-hmm. there's something about the, uh, I guess, the je ne sais quoi of the show that I think is going to be uh, really good. So let me go down the list and let me really ask how everybody's doing. That's just the intro. Boo, how are you, buddy? I'm going to start with you. You doing all right? Everything good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Everything coming up? Strothers. Yep. I, that's what I'm, I'm hoping. Les, how about you? I saw you last night, deep in the midnight hour. Yes. Did a little bad batching. We batched. We batched together. We batched. We cried bad. together. We laughed together. And we reacted together. Um, I will say, I am very proud of the thumbnail, guys, this, this week. I'm going to bring it up for the Patreon people and uh, for the other people. Um, just go on YouTube and check us out there. But check this, check this out, dude. Look at, look, at, look at Cody. Look at Cody. He's got the two, uh, season two, three on there. I got you know a little mixture I there. I a little Me, intimidating there, man. What, I, Crosshair and I trying to form a duo or something. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> just here, and I think Crosshair is doing something to, to me from I behind. Like, I think we'll call it Crosshair, <laughs> and I'll be cross-eyed. How about that? Dude? Yes, that's yes, funny. That's, yes, that's uh, okay. So that that's the thumbnail. Um, we're going to talk about obviously the episode. Uh, when we get into the Star Wars talk, and um, I think we have a lot to say because me and King Tom were 
bantering back and forth. And a very surprising banter, I think. I was surprised. We'll talk about it later. But uh, good. So, Eric, how about you, bud? Man, I'm great. I don't want to go into a super long story, but I got to do something pretty cool. Remember the video I sent you of the guy that I got to play a guitar with um, when he did the the classic song his band was real well known for? He, I was playing a performance at that little performing arts theater that I've helped out a couple times, and they asked me to run sound. And I had, hadn't seen him play in like 10 years. I forgot how amazing he is. He's like this, like a troubadour where he tells stories about the songs, plays a tune, tells you a couple stories about his life. And he's very, very good at And But Abby, the violin player who did the TSO tribute with me all those mm. years, was guesting right. with him. I hadn't seen her in three years. It was just such an amazing time to catch up. And dude, I'm going to tell you something. I was so proud of her. She... It has always been a good player and a good performer, but like the amount that she's honed her craft in those three years is just oh. amazing. That's so, so cool. yeah, it, it was such a cool experience, man. And the guy, like I said, he's 74 years old and what he does is just tremendous. That's so cool. I, I remember in Orlando, the, the best collectible I got was, well, the best one was I got, there's Luke Cruiser sitting in line for me and getting me that x-wing luke which i still love <laughs> and luke thank you and it's up here it's like i love that thing but the second best one i got was the cd that eric gave me with you and that violinist mm-hmm. correct i that's a good record i'm so proud yeah. of that thing yeah, yeah that was awesome man and i remember i got that the night of uh i think we were all together at a uh, at a function at a bar it was a good one but it was good times so good i'm glad you're doing good i'm gonna have you had a good little weekend and it was great starting off the new year great uh, King Tom Chansky, how about you, buddy? I'm doing doing pretty swell, recovering from this cold. But yeah, yeah you sound a lot better. No, no, no complaints, thank you. Yeah, so wait till yeah. I start coughing. Yeah, that's okay. That's you jinxed right. it. Yeah, Randy, you look so much better than you did last week because we didn't see you last week. How you doing, my man? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Feeling better than I did last week because I'm here with you guys. Ah, oh, that's just such come a on, lie. come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. It is Unless, now. It is now. Les, how about you, bud? Everything going? Uh, did I already ask you? We talked about we batched together and all that. Yeah, we did, did some. We I did just some skipped you. Yeah. Okay, so everybody's doing good. Everybody's doing great. I'm glad. Guys, let's just jump into the shenanigans. We got, uh, I don't know if we have a lot to talk about, but it's going to be a fun episode. We're just going to riff. We're going to riff and we're going to raff. For the uh, parents in here, uh, King Tom and uh, Eric, Rafi, was he big for you guys and kids? No. I never no. got into Rafi either. I used to sell his shit and his tickets at Ticketmaster. Scalp? Like, no, he wasn't that big. I didn't call the scalper for that one. I didn't call a ticket agency for Rafi. You know, oh, thank God. Yeah. You have standards, yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, but, guys, check us out. Sithless.com for all kinds of different Sithless shenanigans, like our YouTube channel our merch, and um, all of our podcast episodes. Please uh, check us out there for everything Sith List. And um, I think uh, that's about it. Let's jump in to what we call the box office with that wonderful intro. The box office is killing me lately because every time I'm doing the box office and I do the show notes for the box office, it feels like there's somebody stabbing me in the heart. Not not because Avatar is doing great, just because how fucking wrong I was about this Avatar thing. but uh, let's, let's do this. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. I kind of feel like Fredo with this Avatar thing. 
Like, a, like James Cameron wants me to put the fucking Avatar people on the intro that I made, you know? We- Man, if I let being wrong about stuff upset me that bad, I'd have to see like three extra shrinks. Because <laughs> I've, oh my gosh, I'd be in the pit of despair. Right. You're right. I should just let it just. And I'm happy. For, like, I'm generally happy for this movie to do well. People probably like don't believe it, but so this weekend box office results: Avatar: The Way of the Water rises to seventh on the all-time list. That's not wrong. I was. Uh, the James Cameron spectacle has moved ahead of Marvel's The Avengers, uh, 2019's Lion King, and Jurassic World on the list of global earnings. Wow! Uh, Avatar: The Way of the Water made 45 million dollars this weekend. Um, Megan with a three made 30.2 million. Uh, Puss in Boots, um, The Last Wish, made $13.1 million. A Man Called Otto, which is um, Tom Hanks' film, $4.2 million. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Forever still kicking ass, uh, $3.4 million, And it's at $445 million domestically. As of yesterday, Avatar was at $517 million domestically, $1.195 internationally at a total cum of... billion. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was I wrong about that one? People still believe in the blue people, which is cool. And I heard that Fern Gully 2 is coming out next year as well. (laughs) So there you go. They've made a Fern Gully 2? It's Fern Gully 3. Are you serious? There was a second Fern Gully? Blue Fern Gully 3 will be out soon. Blue Fern Gully 3. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm talking about the actual Ferngully, not oh. Avatar, no. Nah, yeah, know. no, and I, I did read, though, that Ava- Avatar uh, 3 and 4 were greenlit instantly after mm-hmm. this great you know, box office course. Has anybody been watching anything at all? Um, yes. You have? Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Please. Uh, the Witcher Blood Origin. Oh, I wanted to talk about that a few weeks ago. I was going to ask you Witcher fans about how you liked it. No one else's boo. I boo. This is right what do you think of it, Les? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I heard oh. somebody told me it was awful. What? Yeah, that's I, all I've heard is that it's horrible. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, well, I guess I'm the only one then. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. If you like it, that's awesome. I that's yeah. I'm just saying that's what I've heard. I got Eric a like shot. It. Tell him. Really like it. Really, really like it. So, um, Ace job. Ace job. Yep. Ace like job. Ace like job. Yeah, man. It is what it is. I I, I had that in the show notes a couple. Of weeks ago because i didn't even know that was coming out it's like a like a prequel right or something yeah exactly all right cool uh but cavill's not in it at all no okay it's supposed to be like a few hundred years before Geralt. oh okay all right hey it's a big franchise anybody else watching all elves it's all elves yeah Mm -hmm. it's just uh elvish clans doing their thing all right blood origin the witcher and there's an animated feature coming out and is that true booth didn't we talk about this on mm-hmm. i think it's already Boots? out is that already yeah. out okay all right how about you uh eric you still watching lost i am i unfortunately i always wait until it's like super late at night so i end up like dozing off and it's no reflection on the quality of the show at okay. all it's the fact that i start watching it at like one in the morning <laughs> yeah but no, i no. am digging it man even like it has aged very well and uh, just the writing, the cinematography, the the ability, like the actors are all very good. It's no, there's nothing particularly 
like nobody sticks out to me um as no. not doing a good job so yeah i'm super into it i'm pr- i'm making a list of things i need to ask king tom about <laughs> because i know he can fill me in without me having to go back and rewatch every episode because like yeah, i may have dozed off for like four minutes during this one what happened and then you're gonna get to a season where you're gonna go what the fuck is going on and just mm-hmm. just fight through it just fight through it yeah yep it, it'll yeah. it'll it'll be okay it'll be okay Whoa, my chair just dropped. It just <laughs> went down a little bit. Um, okay, how about you? Uh, Randy, did you watch anything at all? Are you watching stuff? Yeah, I watched... Um, I was really excited to watch uh, this documentary on HBO called This Place Rules. With oh. uh, It's a documentarian called Andrew Callahan. Okay. And he does a YouTube show called... He used to do a show called All, Ga- All Gas, No Breaks, and then he did a show uh, called Channel 5. He's like a young, like, gonzo journalist. Okay. And, uh, uh, and it's about the lead-up to the January 6th riots. Oh, so it's shit. a pretty cool okay. documentary. He has a pretty interesting oh. way of doing uh, interviews. And I was really excited to talk about it. But then this week, he got a flood of essay allegations, and it's kind of disappointing. Oh. Mm. Oh shit! That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, pretty sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah, that is that is pretty sad. Shit. Well, but the documentary is still good. Yeah, right. <laughs> HBO, check it out. What's, What's the H- name of it? It's called This Place Rules. HBO if you got, if anyone listening hasn't seen uh, Channel Five or All Gas No Breaks, it's awesome, awesome. Just like a. Uh, like boots on the ground, like journalism, where he doesn't like interject or try to lead the questions. He just lets people talk and kind of show who they are by just letting them talk. It's it's great kind of stuff. Like Vice a little bit, or even 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 more. Oh, better than Vice. Vice ha- Vice oh, definitely Vice. has a bias. There's no bias okay. here. It's just it's just okay. journalism. Just like he's just like this is what actually happened. So yeah, if you like that kind of thing, check it out. If you're out on the street partying and you've drank too much, don't be close to this guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's okay. That's what it is. Okay. Hey. All right. Well, thank you. Boo, you been watching anything? No, no, I didn't really catch, catch, you know, watched a bunch of football this weekend, but that was, that was oh, about boo. it. My, somebody at work told me to tell you that oh. they, um, their condolences, buddy. I, I appreciate that. As yeah. long as they're not a Lions fan, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, no. I was rooting for your team. I was heavily rooting for your team because I, I like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, my team, I'm going to be a wreck on Saturday. I'm going to be by myself and watching the Chargers I'll probably lose and having a heart attack. While I'm live texting, it's like live tweeting, uh, Rusty Brown. Who <laughs> live also, tweeting one person. Yeah. yeah, also has the same you know, f- uh, nervousness as I do. And we uh, go back yeah. and forth. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, so I'll be doing is. that. I'll be doing that. Enjoy. Unless yeah. your team is not in, but they gave it a good shot, buddy. I, uh, I commend them. I really do. I commend them. All right, guys. Um, um, anybody else? Uh, nobody else? I've been watching The yeah, Circle. I, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. King Tom, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I watch, my wife and I watched this show on Hulu called um, Paul T. Goldman. It's this really weird, like, kind of documentary, but it also has, like, a lot of, like, dramatic scripted parts. It's about this guy who divorces his wife because she is obviously cheating on him and scamming him extorting him from like the day they got married oh he finds a bunch of like weird stuff going on with her and he makes up this story 
that she's a prostitute involved in this international human smuggling ring. And it's like four episodes. It has some like name actors in it. And when it starts out, you kind of feel sorry for the guy because he's a he's a bit of a putz. But by episode four, when you get into like his thoughts about like what she was up to and you feel like he's just this sleazy person and you feel like you need a shower after watching it and you don't know like, okay, she was extorting him, trying to get money out of him. She was cheating on him. But what else is real? Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, There's a there so. was a, a documentary on Netflix about a guy kind of like that who pushed his former wife down the stairs and she died. And then the current wife he pushed and died. And half of the family, staircase. half the daughters, staircase, there it is, mm. uh, yeah. believed them. Half the family didn't believe him. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like that, too. You don't know what to believe at, at some right. point or what's true. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. What, what's that called again? Paul Goldschmidt? Paul T. Goldman. Paul T. Goldman. Okay. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt's actually a baseball player, I think. Yeah. Uh, for the- yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching 1923, and Harrison Ford is fucking awesome, and Helen Mirren is fucking awesome. I'm just telling you, like, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. And I mean, Randy Circle, new episode, new season's mm-hmm. out, bro. Circle. They just had a new season just a little bit ago. Well, you know, they do like, it's like Dance with the Stars. They're pumping those they things like out. They're pumping them out. Right. But, you know, Netflix is doing just, the thing uh, where they, they wait like four episodes at a time now. Four episodes, wait two weeks. Another four episodes, wait two weeks. They're just slowing their production oh, down. Oh, they're drip they're starting feeding to do it. that stuff, so. Yep, uh, that's right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but that's what's happening. It's all about the last. Um, okay, guys. Come I, on. Oh, guys, like that's Sunday, the, right? Sunday, Last of Us. I am so excited for this, and I haven't even played the game. Mm. Um, I had the fortunate opportunity to watch Randy, and we recorded this for Patreon, and I, I think I've lost the file like an imbecile. But I watched Randy play the intro, the first like fifteen minutes, and it was just awesome dude it was just i blew my mind i couldn't believe what i was like storytelling wise just the first 15 minutes it was awesome. i love how we got like i got like a like streaming like uh a video game like console streamer and everything got all set up like one of the first things i tested out on was this thing that yes. garage and i recorded yeah and then like <laughs> we went to disneyland a couple times i don't know we fucking went out to like a bar never heard anything just one day like in in between like a conversation yeah, i think i lost that <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you, because like, I've been dude. trying to find it. I'm still trying to find it. I thought I put it on a hard drive. No, you're not. It's too late. Back it up. <laughs> yeah, and it's too late. Ship sail. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. 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 Ship sail. You you caught that? That I just like threw it in there just randomly. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, thought it was yeah. pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to break it to you like that. All right, guys. Let's I do a little asking. Star Wars. There's some bad batching going on, and uh, I definitely want to talk about it. Thrawn, you want to talk about it? Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May Warrior's Fortune smile upon your efforts. If there ever comes a time where that plays, and I'm not like, yeah, 
I'll feel real bad for myself. It's always so cool, man. It is. So, yeah, big news is this third episode of season two of Bad Batch. And I was really glad that we got to see Crosshair because I was wondering what was up with him in the previous episode. And we sort of start to see something that we were looking at at the end of the previous season. And that's the clones beginning to question the integrity of this new regime they're under and like the direction and all that. And I really enjoyed the way it was done and the way it was handled i was kind of hoping that crosshair i don't know might be teetering on the brink it was nice to see that cody was but man this this episode was full of buttholes and that's the, the about all i can say about it king tom what'd you make of this thing man um if you're giving me the floor now i'm gonna take it but yeah uh, go, ahead. go ahead okay I, um, this episode bored the hell out of me. Really? Yeah. Say what? I knew I was getting at least one of those. Um, okay. It was like about 85% the assault on this castle fortress. Mm -hmm. You got clones versus battle droids. We got eight seasons of clones versus battle droids in the Clone Wars. And back then, they had Jedi. Jedi are far more interesting than snipers, sharpshooters, whatever. Sniper, sharpshooters, they, they got one trick shot, and then it's the same thing over and over again. Not only that, but the, like, the location itself, other than the, the people's hats, was not interesting. Hmm. There was nothing, like, that, that drew me. So what the, the, the main, like, not the emotional part of the story, but the actual action part of the story, for me, there was nothing there. Um, but the, the characters, like you were talking about, the big part of the story here is that the clones are turning away from what the Empire is doing. And, and I think that there is something there. Uh, but, you know, you have Cody, who um, is one of, like, the two or three named clones in the prequel trilogy. And, you know, like, like Hawes said, he was the guy who shot at Obi-Wan. He killed Obi-Wan's... Um, lizard but <laughs> sorry there's a uh, chatting going on that's a little bit distracting um so cody, cody hey hold on i'm gonna he... stop you right there okay remember when i said ace job liking what you like mm -hmm. that only goes to liking what you like you not liking <laughs> this pisses me off me too <laughs> me too okay. i thought i was waiting i was waiting for king tom to say yeah i'm fucking with you because <laughs> no. i because we're always on the same page yeah it's the first time there's a major vibe check. Okay. Same page. Yeah. Major vibe check. There's a major, major vibe check. check. Major I'm vibe just kidding, check. King Tom. You know what? Um, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do want to pick up a couple things. It's so interesting, the, the divide where, like, you're right, we got a ton of seasons of clones versus battle droids. Mm -hmm. But I actually really liked it. Okay. For the simple fact that the shift has gone the other way, where plainly the clones are the bad guys in this. And plainly, the battle droids are the good guys in this. Uh, and I thought that was that. unique because what it did is... We got what, that in Rebels, though. I have a take on that. I have a take on that but later. But, but what later. made it unique for me is what, like how I felt about it, not, not what was actually happening, but like where it's like, yeah, battle droids, those damn clones, and how I would have never thought that oh, way before. So, 
That's so odd because, Eric, I thought the complete opposite. I was rooting for the fucking Empire. And I was like, what am I doing? I even said that after the reaction. I was like, I wanted Cody to kick some ass. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What am I, what am I doing? Why am I rooting for these guys to win? That's interesting. It says a lot about myself, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shit. All right. Sorry, King Tom. Go ahead. Sorry, King Tom. Okay. So, yeah, Cody gets no sympathy from me. And Crosshair... Okay, he's like one of the villains of this series. He is an unrepentant asshole. If he turns face, he's not going to do it in season two, episode three. No. It's going to come at a big moment when the other guys are involved. And the things he was doing in the episode, the straight shot down the um, tank cannon, the the little mirror things in the hallway, uh, killing the rebel leader, all that was telegraphed from a mile away. At least that's, like, I, I'm like, okay, well, he, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. He is so a sharpshooter. So. Yeah, he is a sharpshooter. There was, like, nothing. You know, we said last week, um, this is a very low-stakes show. And that's fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't entertaining. There was nothing other than learning that, you know, um, Crosshair spent, like, a month on Camino. There was nothing new here. And to me, this felt like Disney Plus told the, the showrunners, you got 20 episodes. The showrunner said, well, we only have 19. We got to come up with something else. And it was either wow. this or a, a story about how Hunter got his face tattoo. Damn. This is like the complete opposite take that I have. What the frick I, is going yeah. on here? Okay, are, are, are you done? I'm done. If you okay, liked, yeah. and, but if you liked it, good. But before, yeah. but before yeah. you, you jump in, Raj, I just want to say one thing. You have really backed your opinion up. You're, and I mean, not that you have to defend it, but what I mean no. is, is you've no. got a very compelling case, which would very often times you say things like, well, you're not going to change somebody's mind. I don't know. Maybe you could change somebody's mind. You make some very good points in this. Anyway. I, if, if someone liked it, I don't yeah. want to take it away from them. Right. That's I just where it. I'm coming. And somebody dislike it, I don't want to take away the dislike from them. I'm not trying to win somebody's thing. But um, here, here's the thing. I texted them early this morning. Mm-hmm. Right, when I, right when I got in my car, I said, that was one of the best Bad Batch episodes I've ever seen. Maybe my favorite. <laughs> and he goes, wow. And I was like, oh, okay, he's coming through. He's coming through with some, some, some uh, you know, he's going to agree with me. He's like, I fucking hated it. I was like, wait a minute. So I was womp, waiting for, womp. yeah, I was, it felt like such a downer. Did I say, did I say, if I, I don't know, you said, fucking, you said, I'm looking at my texts now. I mean, it felt like it. It felt like you shot me in the heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just oh, I said the nuts. Yeah. yeah saw it, I was right. bored. Choose your path. Yeah, I was bored. Saw I was it, like, I was... what? So here's, here's my take. My take was, it was so different than anything I've ever seen um, in the Bad Batch. And, some, and actually, some majority of Clone Wars and rebels the tone was totally different the music was so fucking great was very i felt the music like was, was good I, I felt like i was watching andor for a bit not what was going on on screen but the tone of it i thought that it was an adult episode i almost hit up randy and i said i was gonna tell him hey you don't need to watch the rest of the bad batch just watch this episode um and uh, I, I absolutely loved it. I love the fact that, um, you know, it was just serious. It was, a, I know the Bad Batch has had some serious episodes, but the whole thing was 
very well done. I it just felt like kind of like a cinematic kind of feel for me. Um, and it felt like the, the, the other scenes, the battle scenes, felt like we were playing Battlefront uh, mm. at times, which was kind of rad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I know, Les, I think you enjoyed it as well, right? I, I did. Uh, I could see where, okay, yeah, in hindsight, some of the story was cliche. You got the, the soldier that, and, he, and uh, Cody even says it, a good soldier obeys orders. Right. So you got the ones that are just like dedicated to the cause and then, you know, the, the other soldiers that have regret. So this is a story that's, you know, it, it's a trope that's been used for everywhere. So I understand where King Tom's coming from in that regard. Uh, but I enjoyed it because it still was just the, the medium was still pretty good to me. You know, the way it was delivered, the whole thing was delivered. The And, you know, for for us to find out, especially those of you that have watched Clone Wars, I'm I'm one who hasn't really, but for you to find out that Cody participated in Order 66, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, yeah. He was the first one we see on screen, live action. Yeah, he's blowing away. He's blasting Jedi down. Like, he's doing the deal. And now you see where he's like, that wasn't a good thing. That was That was probably the worst thing I've ever done. You know, even though he's a good soldier. So I... But, but good for Cody and good for him in the in the way in this episode. And I but, hope for you Clone yeah. Wars people that that you guys go, okay, cool. Is he on his way to redeem himself? Crosshair is gone. He's, he's so gone. Far he's gone. gone. <laughs> for what he did, he's... for what he did. I don't yeah. I mean he like that was brutal and ruthless what he did. And I was expecting I was saying, Oh, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it, but I really didn't think they were gonna really go through with it. Uh, and when they did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was, but you know, you said it's cliche what the good soldier do does was supposed to do what he does, whatever it is. The whole basis of this show is that mm-hmm. cliche. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but this one was more like on the nose. It right. definitely showed. Okay, and and not only that, it it probably solidified that uh, the bad batch has lost crosshair. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think there's going to oh, be no. any type of no anything. crosshair. He's not Maybe coming back until the end, Cody. and he'll redeem himself by saving Omega somehow. And right. he could have shot Omega earlier, wasn't there? If I'm not mistaken, last season didn't he have a clear shot on her, and he didn't do anything? He's he right. kind of like didn't shoot her, correct? Mm-hmm. But I, I think maybe the Bad Batch gains Cody. Maybe they just gain, you know, multiple uh, rogue clone troopers, and just you know we see them end out their day somewhere else on like another planet. So I'm just like, we're done with this whole thing, you know, but it's all right. King Tom, I ain't mad at you, man. I was, I think it's really interesting. I think this is very interesting. Like usually you guys are all just vibing on it. You just have like a big hug party. Like you're just happy to be watching some star Wars. Yes. But something, something affected Tom. And well, I think I'm hugging myself. King Tom, <laughs> yeah. King Tom, isn't is it the fact <laughs> he's hugging them tears? Is it the fact that maybe you this is one that you really can't enjoy with the kids because this is something when I was watching it, I was like, Ooh, None of the, the kids aren't gonna like this. I mean, this is absolutely not gonna be one of the kids' favorite shows. That's for sure. No, um, I, nothing. It wasn't to do that. With it. it wasn't that. Nope. Well, there's there was one big problem with it that this fine young lady wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Where's so Rafa? would have to kill her off. Come on. Henry actually uh, really dug say, the Tom? episode. They- oh, What'd you say? Me or say Eric? It. Say it again, bro. I would have... No. 
If she was in it, she would have been the hat lady and they would have had to kill her off. And we don't want that. No, we don't want that. You're right. We don't want that. Rafa, don't die. You could apologize to me now. Yeah, I'm not saying sorry. Uh, Henry really liked it. I can tell you, though, just from like watching his physical cues that he felt icky about it. You're right. About how it was, but you know, I mean, he's pretty, he's eight. He's show. he's a man of the world now, and yeah. <laughs> but it is, and you know, obviously, I don't expect Crosshair to turn, but to see him uh, be so actively despicable, and I expected it, but it still made me feel sad. Yeah, me too. Uh, just the Empire, her. you always knew they sucked, and but to see just how actively, you know how. I, I've said it a ton of times before. Nobody ever thinks they're the bad guy. Everybody always thinks they're the good guy, and it's all just a matter of perspective. You know what I mean? And how, like, you could argue, for example, in A New Hope, the rebellion, we're rooting for them, but in the grand scheme of, like, the, the huge political picture, America is the empire, and the forces against us are the rebellion. You know what I mean? It's, but it's all just a matter of perspective. But in this case, man, the Empire are acting like more like, yes, where they know they're evil. My evil plans, me. And uh, it's, I like that. I think that it's cool that they've taken that approach with it, Mm -hmm. that they're just down and dirty. And uh, even though good soldiers follow orders, you've also got these. Uh, like the commanding officers doing being despicable for their own gain because they 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 don't want to take the heat because they're essentially afraid of their own leadership mm-hmm. which when that happens you know you're on the wrong side is when you're afraid of your leadership good call um but anyhow yeah i mean trust me the show is certainly not without its flaws but I like all that crosshair crap with the pucks on the walls and the mirror shots. My wife thought it was really cool, which surprised me Mm -hmm. because normally when stuff like this, she couldn't give a single crap about it if I asked her to, but she's like, Oh, that was neat. So to to me, that made it worth it. I love the conversations, which was, they were quick, but the conversations between Cody and crosshair, yeah, especially at the end and the, and the Kiners, if it's the Kiners, man, they are killing it. It is. It is. They're killing it, dude. Uh, I was really impressed with the way they wrote the that final confrontation between the uh, governess and the um, and Cody specifically, and how he listens to what she has to say and really speaks to his sensibilities of what he saw the uh, Republic being. Right. And he's like, wait a minute, we've lost our way. And maybe this is a thing where I feel like even with a good soldier, you could appeal to that because he's bridged that gap between how things used to be and how they are now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I thought that was well-written and well-acted. Yeah. Those scenes. And I liked the hat lady. I really dug her, uh, her hat. Thought that was cool. Yeah. I just don't know why she had it on. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, part of the mystique. I'd, yeah, I guess. Because her it city is. is so boring to look at, she needs something <laughs> more exciting. Yeah. All right. I There's like, more going I, on here, Tom. That, 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 yeah. that, that was a low blow, bro. Jeez. <laughs> that was a low blow. You're going, you're, going, you're going deep here. Boo, you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. What'd you think? I, I 
I, I get what King Thomas is getting at. It's it's we got to the end where you find out that Commander Cody is second guessing, and then um, Crosshair is full bore guns, you know, all guns blazing uh, to the um, you know to the to the Empire and all that. And it was just a long form way of explaining that in a cool way. Hey, there's blaster fire. Droids are coming back cool but I, I get what king tom is saying i'm not i'd i didn't dislike it but it was a long form way of just getting to be like you you all you have to say in this episode is, is somebody asks what happened Com- commander cody comes in and he goes a wall nothing yeah, but, else happens you know but you could say that with any of the episodes of andor as well it, it, it's the way that they present the story yeah it is dude andor was a slow burn do it's you the way it, it was the way that it was it was presented it was the acting it was the writing yeah. Oh, that yeah. made that show amazing. And, I like the actual governor. I I liked how she was she was correct. She's like, yeah, they they're not here to negotiate. Shoots down the shoots down the 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 shit before it gets here because that's yeah, exactly my right. first thought. I was like, exactly. shoot that motherfucker down. Right. It's good, good, goodbye. So yeah, uh, I I liked the acting. Yeah. The writing was good. Uh, right. Yeah, no, it's a good episode. I'm glad that it's there. But if somebody if the, you have to tell Randy what's going on, you would tell him. Commander Cody comes in, he goes AWOL. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. And then you yeah. know Crosshair is is, is yeah, Crosshair is still a dick. He's still an asshole. Done and done. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I I, I dug mm. the episode, dug the action. The writing was pretty good. Um I like the fact that they did the whole crosshair thing in the in, you know, in the intro. They went to crosshair, he does his routine, and at the end they bring him back. Just the mundane thing that he's doing, and then he he gets called in. Yeah, I, I just I just like what the, the direction they went. Yeah, it, and it, it, Tom, it, how do you- it does it. It does show the little bit. There's still a little bit in him because he wakes up before his alarm. He's been thinking. Yes, something. Yes. You know, I agree. I agree. There's 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 the beginnings, possibly, right. possibly of whatever he's going through. I agree. Go ahead. Ryan. Um, I was going to ask Tom. Um, how do you feel about uh, Araj comparing this episode by using Andor? No. No, Andor was slow moving, <laughs> but a lot more happened in one episode of Andor than than here. Uh, and, and no, so listen, no. I'm not saying that this is up to par with Andor, dude. I'm I'm saying that the we the reason we really liked Andor because it was different than any other Star Wars thing that we've seen. That when I watched this episode of The Bad Batch, it didn't make me feel like I was watching The Bad Batch or Rebels okay. or Clone Wars. See it, the whole fight between. I think, well, the, I'm not the talking Troy. about the fighting. I'm not talking about the fighting. But that was I'm all t- Clone about the, Wars. That well, was like I'm talking about the Clone Wars. I'm episodes. talking about the animation, the tone of it, the music of it, the, how dark the episode was. There was a straight out murder in the episode. We we don't see that in Bad Batch, and we don't see that hardly see that in Star Wars animation, where somebody just straight out murders somebody off the cuff. We've it, gotten. We've there, got, there was one yeah. episode of Rebels where the Inquisitor just beheads two uh, Imperial flunkies. Yeah, okay. I think that's kind of reducing Andor down, though, to be fair. I think what makes Andor good isn't that it's dark or it's different. It's that it has a repeating theme that is visited throughout every single episode. It's the same theme. You always know what the tone and theme of the show is about. Right. And the t- and the tone it's and Rage theme Against the, the Machine, the show. Exactly, and it, but that's nothing we've ever seen in Star Wars, and that's why it appealed to us so much because we were mm-hmm. so excited that it was so different. 
And and I'm, trust me, dude. I'm I'm not a the, a massive bad batch fucking uh, cheerleader. You're a pretty here. big like bad I, batch fan, dude. I'm just saying this episode uh, was one I liked, but you know, I'm I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad I'm you just liked I it. I am. I'm saying that with all, in all sincerity. I'm yeah, I am happy. Oh, I you appreciate liked that. It. And Randy, thanks for gaslighting this whole thing. I, <laughs> just throwing matches and walking. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's walking merely away from a facilitator. Right, all right. right, right. It's all right, so easy when you don't that. care about either side. You're, it's like, <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Uh, One thing that before we jump away from this that right. it th- that I do find funny is that the hierarchy of the droid army they're all droids it's like well you've got the tactical droid who specializes in all this and that it's like look it's nothing but algorithms nothing so why are there commanders of the droid army they're droids and because they don't make them out to be sentient beings they're not johnny five is alive that's not (laughs) what they're doing with them and I just, I always think that's curious. Those assassin droids are neat, though. They are pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, they were that's rad. A, yeah, I just, I like the way they're, they're essentially metal ninjas. So, yeah, anyhow. Freaking yeah. short circuit fucking reference. Metal ninjas. Simplest. That's a first. I like that. Well done. Well done, Eric. Uh, so, the, I was talking about earlier about an article that Araj had sent me from the direct, and it was talking about how. Uh, the Bad Batch, the... Sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about how King Tom was going to come in and crap over all over everybody's hopes and dreams. Why do you hate the Bad Batch so much, King Tom? Yeah, what's that about? Bad but, Batch sucks uh, by King Tom. Yeah. The Bad Batch. Worst, worst series ever. Who worst you? Batch. Yeah. Did something unspeakable. Bad Batch, more worst Batch. It's right yeah. in the name. Anyway. The whole thing about this is is Star Wars canon and conflicts and how these shows avoid it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk about how, for example, like Andor, it's buttoned right up against the movie Rogue One, which falls right into A New Hope. There's there's like this danger zone. You have to you really have to stay in this lane. You can't with that. You'll wreck it otherwise. Right. And then Kenobi kind of straddles that line it's almost right in between the knowns you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then the bad batch is happening really close to well i mean it starts at, with the events of order 66 and because that particular range of time hasn't been explored a ton in stories uh the uh, producer brad rao he talked about how they've got the words he uses more wiggle room than some of these other shows that they can there's more than they can play with more that they can play with in this but they he said that the they rely on the lucasfilm story group to keep them in line and they ask the story group a lot of questions ahead of time as opposed to the story group having to come in and be like no no yes no no and I just think that's really cool because, you know, one of the things that Star Wars has tried to do is be a, oh, uh, what what am I trying to say here? Like, like they're building a world. Like an example of continuity? Kind of yeah, thing. it's because it's like literally it's a history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I guess the real question becomes is how important truly is that 
me personally, I like it because I like it when it all ties together. It, I mean, it's not real. It it doesn't need to be, uh, it doesn't need to be a history book. But it does. It is nice when it feels connected. It is nice when it all like this plays off of this because the the story and the whole point of Star Wars is this like very consistent theme of good versus evil and what good is and what evil is might waver but I, I I just think it's cool that they do it but what are your guys thoughts do you think they make too big a deal out of keeping this all connected and not stepping on other stuff uh, I mean obviously in this timeline you could argue that they don't have much choice but and is this a real point of why they need to get outside of us what what do you, you guys got any thoughts on this i know uh on the article the one thing i liked is when they talked about andor they said that and when when it comes to andor we could do whatever the hell we wanted <laughs> did you read that part like yeah when, yeah it's like we had a free range like you know we're good with whatever so i was like oh, that's interesting that that's such a beloved show and it's so great and it didn't really hold on to too much canon i mean there was some obviously things with the Death Star and then what they were building, but I personally love it. I personally love the world building and I love the, like you said, it's like a history lesson, even though it's not real, they just builds depth upon depth upon depth of storytelling. Sometimes it does put you in your corner, but I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's great, man. Uh, what's your take, Randy? I, you know, I think, I think that, yeah, it's cool to a certain point. I think having 90% of the stuff be interconnected, I think is a bad choice, but I think having 50% of it be connected is a good choice. I think you write yourself in a corner where there's certain areas, timelines, characters that you can't write for or have like free reign to just tell a story because this character's already taken, has already been taken care of and this can't happen. Like when you think of like that, uh, visions, visions is a fun show because it doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff and not that everything should be as wildly different as visions, but I think that does give you the opportunity to tell cool stories. And I would like to see that happen in live action, but I think people take live action so seriously yeah. and need the, uh, canonical nature of it to, to be there that we'll never get that. But I wish it was, cause I think you could, if you weren't so tied down to that, we could have some cool things happen. Well, the, the High Republic stuff, right, King Tom? I mean, for us, that's really off of canon, even though mm -hmm. they connect things. But we don't know anything that went on back then. So it's all right. new stuff. Um, right. So, yeah. I, 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 mean, I agree just kind of tells you. You have to remove it so far out of, yeah, like, the realm of, like, right, the regular right. timeline just to be yeah. free of the burden that the timeline creates for you. So true. Yeah, yeah. You're right about that. Be because I'm being an asshole uh, today, yeah. I do have to say that, you know, if they really paid attention to this, what the story group had to say, they uh, the, the first episode of The Bad Batch would have been totally different. Because the first sequence of the show went up against, you know, directly contradicted New something Dawn. they already established somewhere else. Having said that, though, um, I don't, you know, I don't really believe that. I think, you know, Star Wars is one big story, and they do... Some flexibility is good as they, as long as it doesn't contradict too much the spirit of something else. If they have to modify something to make the story fit, you know, the whole from a certain point of view thing comes into play. And I'm fine with that. Like Randy said, I think 
if you have something that you say, okay, this is we're doing something different here. It's separate. I'm good with that too. Um, but I, I do think it's good that they have people there working and looking at the story as a whole and saying, you know, this is this is what happened. Work with it. Yeah, I, yeah me too. I agree with that. What do you guys think? Uh, Boo, what do you, what do you think on this? Yeah, you know, I I love I love how things are connected, how you can how you can f- almost, you know, put like if this didn't happen then this wouldn't happen or or just how intertwined things can be. It's it's uh Well, I don't think Boo's connected anymore. <laughs> Dude, just let him think about it. He's just thinking. <laughs> Give him a second. He's pausing. Oh, my my screen is back. Oh, you guys oh, are back. You. Oh, good. Yeah, you were gone. Am I back? Time. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, like I like even today I had a conversation with somebody at work talking about like episode three, you know, just how just how things are how things are connected. It leads into episode four. We even talked about Andor being in between, and it's just it's just nice to have it all together but you guys are right the from episode nine to episode one for everything to fit in there and make sense we were talking about uh kenobi having a season two i was like so what he's got he's got about 10 years to work with before luke gets older and he's because he's about 19 when 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 he gets uh when he gets picked up and goes to the the rebellion and all that, I'm like, he's got about nine or ten years until he figures out what the hell's going on. He's like, maybe they make a season two, and I was like, that's not a lot of time. And then we start talking shit about you know Amperu and Uncle Owen. I was like, they look even worse than Obi Wan does in episode yeah. in episode four. So that's stuff true. like they're, that, it, it does put you in a corner. But I do love how things connect. But if, but uh, Randy's right with visions being completely off base somewhere else. Some of it connects with similar places and things like that. I love that too, but I do love how things fit in. Everything's connected. If they want to create something else, a new, a new timeline, a new place, um, new characters, I'm down. I just want most of it to fit in and have a, have a, a set, you know, goal or a path of what they're going and they're trying to the story they're trying to achieve. That's about it. So interesting. Les, do you think that Star Wars, I don't think it's possible, but Star Wars can have the same success DC had with something like the Joker, um, but with with a character that is already so I don't know, historically popular um, and take take a, Well, we tried that, I guess, with Solo, but but that was still I mean, can, that was still in canon, though. Um, could they do that? Could they do something like that? You think? Yeah, they could. Totally really? Do well, I don't. I don't know if the community would uh, accept it. But you know you what? Guys, I think yeah, I again at this point, I think uh, Disney, the whole umbrella, they're just gonna do whatever they want to do. Mm. They don't really, you know, whether it's Marvel, whether it's Disney, whether it's Pixar, whether it's, it's Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, Lucasfilm. They're gonna do whatever they want. They can. There, listen, we got some stuff coming down the pipe, if I'm not mistaken. We have the Acolyte coming, which looks mm-hmm. really cool, and it's going to be something different. It's going to be, uh, I think the beauty of Star Wars is you have an endpoint. Like, like you have you have these, like, uh, you know how on the aircraft carrier, Boo probably knows what I'm talking about, maybe everybody else too. They have that, that thing that launches 
that helps Play Top Gun on any launch the jet show. off the thing. Oh yeah, it's just like the same thing on like certain roller coasters. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. That's how I like look at it with cannon. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, like with Star Wars, it's I the think spring, yeah. there's just this thing to help push and launch things and catch it when it lands too. You know, like there's these these in there's these just these points of anchor points mm. to be able to like build off of. So that's the good thing about Star Wars. I think that alone, knowing that. We have an end. We have established characters, but we also have things that are just these these plot threads that have been thrown out there that they can be, you know, grabbed onto. Uh, that's the good thing, and I think they can do something. Uh, who knows? Like, look, High Republic is getting a lot of praise. Um, people really love that stuff. The you, the comics are still doing things. Uh, what if they just pull Doctor Af- Doctor Afra like out of nowhere and just say, "Fine, we're making live action." That'd like they've already rad. done those things, so great, like, man. They've already like put things out there that they can just say, okay, now we're just gonna it's not in live action. Bring yeah. it to life, you know, and actually put some motion in it. And mm. you know, instead of it being on on a in a comic book, it's now live action. Or instead of it being just a series of novels, we're gonna do this. Uh, so yeah, they can totally do it. And again, that's it's probably the good thing. The other stuff, you know, like Marvel and and all that stuff, they're there's so many different endpoints, or it's now its own thing. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars has always been this medium, so yeah, it's it's That's base has been on really the big good screen. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's been on the big screen and everything else. So it's like the if if you go like the storyline and you go timelines, it kind of it's like streamlined, and all of a sudden it just can start widening right. and filling mm-hmm. in stuff and. I mean, and they could go back and dig stuff up. I mean, come on, dude. The Calrissian Chronicles would be a really cool oh, I still think series of like 15 minute oh, or yeah. maybe, you know, like 10 minute shorts or like eight minutes. Like just, uh, we'll see. you but, know, but, he's just doing his thing. But it's yeah. like, those are, there's so many well, things kinda he can like, do. That's kind of like the appeal from like a, a movie or standpoint and from a studio standpoint of having like a connected universe is having like all those springboards and ramps to get people interested in something they may not otherwise be interested in but I th- star wars is interesting because it doesn't work in a linear fashion yes. like it's been around for so long that we want to fill in gaps that we have questions about whereas like marvel they have like something that happens maybe like a month before the last thing you saw mm-hmm. but it's always kind of moving forward so they have the that's unique a great, that's a problem point. having to deal with like filling in gaps and having a plan about what gaps are going to fill in. That's so right. true because we, we went so many years without knowing what really went down. or we, It was all in our imagination, playing with those action figures, reading those comic books. How, how did everything really happen? But my point is, do you think something like, uh, let's just say the, they do New Hope again, but not in a version that we know it, but a version of like that Emperor... Tarkin and Vader actually succeed. Death Star doesn't get blown up. Whole different story, not canon. Would something like that work? Oh, like an alternate. That now, well, see, now you're even, trying I'm, to do I'm, that. I'm, that well, would be an alternate universe. Well, not, well, I'm not saying alternate universe. I'm saying like what they did with Joker, and it became such a huge hit, and it was completely different than anything they've put out with Joker. Um, and do that. Would that work in Star Wars? And I, I don't think I don't think it would work because it, would work. it has endpoints. Yes. There's on ramps and okay. off off right. ramps with Star Wars. Yeah. But like, 
if you do that, you can't. Actually, you probably could do that. It could be I like, be, we're, we're going to do a series called, and if it is, and I hate it because we're going to use the title, What If? But it'd be like, okay, right. now what, yeah, if it'd be what if the yeah. Empire truly won? You know, and you tell the story. And and you can do like a, maybe a Disney Plus series and probably be cool. You know, yeah, like a little six episode cool. thing or something like that. But it's you have to liken it to like Man in the High Castle. Yes. Where it's like, what if those the, the World War Two ended a certain way, and it's it's just a different thing. So I get what you're yeah. saying, but yeah. Eh. Well, imagine if Luke that actually, might actually be fun. Luke actually missed, and he, you know, him and Han took off, and Yavin got blown up, and they're like, Han's like, why did you turn off your computer, bro? Like that's a bad move. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah, that didn't that work, was, man. That was kind of cocky. Yeah. And Vader's like, this idiot. I've, Good thing that's my son. I didn't raise him, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he leaves him that way. He's like, he's all, that's not he my kid. He came for me? Yeah. yeah. What? Come on. What? You, you didn't come for me. Uh, you? Nah. What an idiot. <laughs> I would never make that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting conversation. Oh, that was fun. Um, by the way, you said that I just turned dark over here. Battle of Jeddah, um, I started that, and I'm like two or three chapters in. There's something really interesting in it that I don't think we've ever touched in star wars and i'm not like i'm not going to spoil it but they really there's a there's a a group of people that are against the jedi not not because there's they're sith but because they believe that the jedi are using this religious force and bending it and and doing things with it that they shouldn't be doing like it, it would be like if you know they're doing unnatural things well yeah, yeah they shouldn't be touching the force that's something godly. That's something spiritual. You let the force be there. And um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. We have, we've never heard it, yeah. that kind of uh, talk, have we, in any Star Wars? No. No. And th so th this group, they're like the antagonists of yes. um, this, uh, what is it, phase. And right. it, it, it is interesting. And. Um, if you know the names of the people involved, they are related to people in phase one um, who are, are not pro Jedi in phase one. Um, and like you said, it's a totally new thing, but the more you get into them, you realize they have an ulterior motive and it's not Ooh. that it's not that the force has to be pure. The force has to be free. It's they, oh, they're doing else. it because they hate the Jedi. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was when I was listening. I said, "Wow, I've never heard this take in Star Wars. That's yeah. cool." But the, like you know, like like everyone said here, the the higher public has allowed them to do a lot of really cool, interesting things. And yet, some of these ideas they probably could, um, you know, have used in the the original trilogy or sequel mm -hmm. trilogy or even prequel trilogy eras. But separating it out in in a different time, I think, allows it to breathe even more. Right. I was thinking of it like today, you know, Eric, you work in a church. So I was thinking like well, Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. um, Christianity. What if there's a, there's a, a group of, of, of people that could take Christianity and the religion and do things. I'm not going to say that was unnatural, but do things that other people can't. Um, it'd be kind of weird. Well, I mean, there are people who align themselves with Christianity and, like base their entire denomination for lack of a better word uh around uh 
like a thing that the Bible said, right? Right. Like the snake handlers. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. listen, that is not like some crazy prevalent thing <laughs> among Christianity where there's a what? I've never seen a part one in real life. But you know, that's one of those things where but I understand exactly what you're saying that it, well, I mean, I mean, listen, when it comes, people love like the idea of demon possession, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's been billions of movies made about it. And who do they always call a Catholic priest? Because they learn that crap in seminary. That is, and I don't mean crap. I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I've never. Yes seen a demon possessed person but i mean listen man evil is a force of nature whether you believe in in the christian god or not and i i mean you've seen it take shape in human form tons of times is that just a bad person or is that just evil using a person as a puppet hell i don't know but i mean that's an example of that sort of thing because there's a very famous case that i mean it happened right here in st louis of a girl, I can't. It was um, uh, yeah, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. what's her face? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's based on a true story. I have it right mm -hmm. here, and the people who were involved in it, you know, they swear on their deathbed. Yeah, mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't crazy. know. I know exactly what you're saying though, but because that's the thing. A lot of times, when you open the door, right? When you open the door to to bad things it, it like every form of spirituality even as far down as like the book the secret that took the the uh uh like oprah was big on that yeah. the secret yeah, that's secret. the same thing that whatever you open yourself to you're opening the door for it and the the unnatural can become natural even if it's just you've bent your will towards it and that's the path you take right so i understand that's not a huge leap to imagine that right yeah yeah it's interesting uh, yeah and, and i'm only about like i said two two chapters in or it's a it's a radio drama or a drama uh, so audio drama so like like half hour 45 minutes in and it's pretty good so far pretty pretty good all right, cool. That was a lot of Star Wars talk and I didn't expect, which is always fantastic. Boo, are you ready for some uh, some bits? Oh, yeah. Oh, bits, yeah. it better be bits. Oh, yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's bits. It's bits. Uh, I just kibbled my bits. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That damn intro. So yeah, yeah. You know, there's not too many bits. Nothing really too huge. Um, I'll start off with one something that I've been you know sleeping on for a long time, which is the Walking Dead universe. Uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead, the, the first spinoff show. Uh, they're gonna have their last season. I believe is season eight or seven. I can't. I can't remember. Um, but in the actual original Walking Dead, just finished. You know, they just had their their series finale. Um, seasons behind so you know yeah this you know whatever besides but they're gonna have a boatload of spinoff shows uh there's gonna be a uh a negan um 
What's her name? Why am I why am I slipping on her Negan name? And Maggie, right? Maggie. Yeah, yeah. The City of the Negan Dead. And Maggie. Yeah, they're gonna have their own show. Uh Michonne and 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 uh and Rick are gonna have their own show. There's a third one, I forgot. Daryl. Daryl. Daryl's having his own show. Yeah. So um yeah, if if you know zombie fix, you know, Eric was talking about, you know, demon possession movies and stuff like that. The boatload of zombie movies, and you're getting a boatload of zombie, more zombie shows. I just right. hope that it's not all on their Amazon or their uh, AMC Plus. I hope they're mm. actually on regular AMC. We'll mm. see. But yeah, so right. eh. cool. um, yeah. And by uh, the new and the new season, I believe is on Netflix. Just just got added. I saw oh, great! Well, fantastic. Yeah. Um, a yeah, lot to catch up there. I I don't even want to think about how far. I, I think I'm, I'm back. seven episodes behind. Um, to the end. like oh. seven seasons yeah <laughs> um uh, uh speaking of other stuff uh coming out and and all that fun stuff so our first trailer for fast x <gasps> is gonna be on a weird day <laughs> it's on february 10th that's when the trailer's coming out i thought it was weird because it's like a couple of days before the super bowl i was yeah, like that not seems... the super bowl yeah so i was like they're gonna show it again during the super bowl oh, i was like okay. but why not premiere it on the right. spot. I don't know. Whatever. It's about family, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Well, you think you'd be surrounded by family, so out of whatever. So I hope that this one is all based on the guy from Tokyo Drift and no, nobody else. Just have him be the star. No one else shows up. No one else. Just yeah. to fuck yeah. with people. Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. I love it. <laughs> on, on Bow Wow's character? No. Bow Wow. Bow Wow's <laughs> character. That's good. Dare you. Uh, that's good. Gail Godot's um, back though, right? You said last week in your bit. Gail Godot is actually yes. not dead. Yes. She's not dead somehow. She yes. she she died as Wonder Woman. Rolled in and she's alive somehow, what somewhere. Oh yeah. She At the rolled. speed they were yeah. going. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I it's mean, not like she jumped in, like went in and you know, I know exactly what's gonna happen. She's gonna crossover do the Wonder Linda Woman. Carter Wonder Woman spin. That's right. That's right it. before she hits the tarmac and boom. I just, I just hope she doesn't, you know, lose her memory or something like that, or where the fuck she's been. Oh man, that's <laughs> already happened. Exactly, that's what I'm uh, saying. I was, I don't, whatever. I don't Michelle, know. have you got to Michelle Rodriguez on Lost yet, Eric? Yes. Yeah, I liked her on Lost actually. Yeah, she's all right. She screwed it up yeah. though. Man. The DUI screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody got mm-hmm. DUI on that show. <sighs> I got a DUI lost. and I wasn't even on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ohio. <laughs> whole state out to get me. The whole state. Yes, we are. We yeah. got a wet and reckless once, but that wasn't me driving. All right, Boo, and then uh, we're. Ahead, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. People are leaving. Yeah. Um, no segue for that. No segue for that. But uh, <laughs> looks like Eminem and Fifty Cent are gonna, are going to develop an eight mile TV series. Wet and oh. Reckless. Yeah, that's the name of it. Ah, yeah, Wet and yeah. Reckless. Yeah, they're 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 still putting things <laughs> together. They still don't have uh, they still don't have a uh, a place for it to go. Um, they said uh, this is a quote. I'm not sure from who yet. Uh, Fifty Cent or Eminem, take your pick. Uh, it's gonna be big. I think it should be there for uh for his oh so it's fifty cent talking. I think it should be there for his legacy. I want to be able to show and offer a lot more details. Uh, that's cool. 
So this is not 50 Cent's first foray into TV. No, no. So um, very successful. Very exactly, successful. exactly. So I did. I I think this deserves some pretty good credence. You know, give it a hell of a shot. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's cool. But yeah, go for yeah, it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a look. Give it. Give it a try. Um. We previously talked about James Cameron and his sh- movies being profitable, and it's one point seven now has a decent chance to get you know damn close to two billion. Uh, it's profitable, and so he's going to make his other three movies. I, I, I liked uh, James Cameron's quote. He's like, "I can't wiggle out of this. I'm going to have to do these other sequels." Oh, James! Just, I think people are just going just to fuck with me. I think this is happening. Just I don't, I don't know, man. Just I, I tell just you make, what, make the movies. Don't talk, right? Because at what point does like Zoe Saldana and and Sam Worthington just say, "Hey, man, can you kill us off and get us out of here?" We, we, well, Sam Worthington doesn't care. He doesn't do nothing else. Though. That's no. true. He's fine. He doesn't do jack shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jake Sully. That's happening eventually, anyways. Yeah, but you know, you know yeah. what? Like, can he? Can we go one? Well, can we talk about Cameron once without doing this? It's almost impossible. Like we can't have one good quote without him like saying something like, Ugh. "Well, I thought I thought Boo was gonna say, did you see this thing he said about streaming?" No, I didn't. I didn't see what's morning or something. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I hold on a second. I'm gonna crack team. Right. Crack team. I want to get it. it right. All right. All right. Um, uh, speaking of other sequels, uh, one that I know Raj is very excited for. Uh, a sequel to Sea Beast is in is development this, at Netflix. Are you serious? I just hand of God, swear to God, it's Sea Beast. Damn, I'm actually I'm a little excited. That was a good are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the show that Malik watches every single day, which we had to stop him because he's running around the house as an angry pirate. And it's, <laughs> it's just, I, so we had to stop because he had a sword and he was like, and he wanted to like hit people and stuff. So I was like, we okay, get no more CBs for you. Um, he, he calls himself a hunter because that's what they call themselves. And he and there's blusters are the actual sea monsters. It's a phenomenal animated show movie. If you have kids, why, it's, why are very, you stifling his creativity? Yeah, because he's hitting me. <laughs> gonna, and then when he whacks you in the head, Boo, what do you say? Right. Well, this bluster is going to whoop his ass. Yeah. Boo, you, you know what Boo does? Boo, like he's eating, he's eating like nuggets or something, like dino nuggets. Boo comes over and grabs his food and walks away and eats it. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> he's, this like, he starts hungry. crying. Where's my food? Yeah. yeah he's so pissed. This bluster is going to take his fucking food. But he, yeah. What if I'm he stoked. makes you walk the plank into the deep end of the pool? Yeah, that'd be fine. Well, <laughs> I'm stoked about this his floaties on, CBS, yeah. um, Eric, you've seen CBS, right? King Tom, Eric, no? On Netflix? No. Oh, it, it's really, yes. really it's done well. It's, really it's actually good. pretty good. It is pretty good. And and voices and uh, actors that you definitely would know. That are in. Yeah, I thought it was really good. We really yeah. enjoyed the story and the, yeah. the, the voice cast was great. And great. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you probably won't like it if you hate the Bad Batch and everything else that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King Tom, don't watch it. Everything else that's holy. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised um, you like lost, King Tom. That's funny. Uh, one more bit. Uh, do you got, uh, did we do um, a, uh, a trailer trash for Chopping Mall? 
I'm trying to remember if we did. Didn't, didn't yeah. we do one where people are dying in a mall? By, no. like, like a killer robot is, is chasing them down? No, but that doesn't mean we can't. No, I, I could have sworn we did one. You know what? That sounds familiar. Right? Okay. It was mall? like the security bot. Yes. Yes, exactly. They're all oh, locked yeah. in the mall. Kill bots. Yes. It, it was called Kill No, bots, it was called though. Chopping Mall. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So uh, James Wan has done a boatload of scary movies. Really good scary movie director. Good director in general. He wants to do a, a remake of Chopping Mall. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. For it. I'd be down for it. Killer robots. I'm. You'd know, just be Terminator in a mall for me. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Right. And then he also wants to do a, a Night of the Creeps. I yes. have no idea what that is. Yes. <sighs> no. What clue. is the yeah. night? What What is that? Uh. Damn it. Okay, so there's Night of the Demons, and then Night of the Creeps is like uh Damn it. Ah, uh, I know it. I know what it is. It's an old. It's old though. It's like '80s. 80s B horror movies. That is old. Like it. It was on like Joe Bob Briggs. For those of you that know, if you know, you know. Simple as that. Oh, I thought it was an episode <laughs> of Rebel Force Radio. <laughs> My bad. Oh, what? What did I say? Did I say something? Hello. Sorry. Did I take a shot? I haven't done that in a while. What, what is um, a Rebel Force Radio? What is that? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note, that's all my bits. That's all I got. King Tom is uh, uh, the crack team. Uh... Okay. Uh, speaking of asshole saying things, uh, t- Kevin was talking <laughs> about the success of Avatar. He said it means that people are going back to the theaters. And his quote was, enough with streaming already. I'm tired of sitting on my ass. Fuck you, Jim. You don't... Is he, I don't is know he how to... he watches movies, but. Yeah, is is he trying to say yeah, that, right. that he's got he's like single handedly gotten people back in the theaters? Is it, well, that's probably I, what he thinks. But I, I think so. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny that you said it that way because on the motivators, whenever I, my segue, I don't even remember what we were talking about. That's how I set up getting ready to talk about the Bad Batch. I said, speaking about crap coming out of people, what are we talking about? The Bad Batch. <laughs> I was use just... it this week or this next week and be accurate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got um, I got... I'm gonna. I already have the title for the next episode of the Motivators. <laughs> King Tom already hates this episode. Yeah, King Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? I'm sure you all have questions, so let me introduce you to the head of development for Securetronics Unlimited, oh, Dr. Stan Simon. Securetronics. What an awful man. So th- this is called. Thank you very much. Before I open the floor, Killbots like or Kill Malls? Chopping yep, Mall. This Chopping Mall Killbots. We've watched this. We have yeah. watched this. You're right. We have seen this, but I was just maybe Randy has it right. <sighs> Not this Ooh, cut. Oh, that's close call. Not, yeah, this is director's cut. Oh, yeah. Look, Dangerous 80 You've balls. had yourself a very rough first week. You owe yourself a little blowout. So what are your machines that do besides kill criminals? Detectors do not kill. You got the beer? Oh, yes, I remember you this. Show. Susie, you've got a one-track mind. I already told you. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, the pop caller. Wow. Detectors will make Park Plaza the safest ball. It looks like the robot from the black hole. Why do I have the feeling uh, I'm uh, going to regret this? In a the little morning? bit, yeah. Trust me. It looks like 
if the original Cylons from Battlestar Galactica didn't have legs. Yes. Ah. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, it got really loud. That got intense. Man. All right. Eradicate. Eradicate. <laughs> <laughs> He's running with a pan. Go for it. Of course, there's a gun the store. The, the gun. Mall. Yeah, the mall gun store. Yeah. The mall gun store. Oh, the laser. Fucking explosive. Why does it have that kind of equipment? Oh! 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 My God! The music totally fits. Yes. This can't be the original music. No. So this This is where this ahead of its time because we stumbled on this when we watched it before. Is that this is a fan-made? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Like compilation reel. Uh, yeah. Because they couldn't find a an actual trailer. Trailer. Chopping. That's why it has Who, that music. Yeah. A listener what? sent this to us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever happened okay. to that service we used that had the other videos after, like the autoplay? Watch together. Yeah, that was fun. Oh <laughs> man, that was a bitch. Remember that? Like that that one that one video Lighted we couldn't decide if the singer was attractive or not yes oh, well no eric we all decided eric was the only one that didn't decide listen <laughs> man <laughs> and here we are this week and here we are yep. yep oh man i feel like you know we that we were mean about that that poor lady we were mean we were listen mean. that yeah. was a deep cut there yeah Watch yeah, together was. too. Remember how much shenanigans we had to like. Oh my god! Because work? you'd always have that one of us who couldn't. Yep. It wouldn't start at the right time. Mm -hmm. Right. Because here's what we'd say. Here's the way this thing worked, Randy. <laughs> I would send out this link, and it it opens up this browser, and then I am in control. I put the YouTube link in, and I only I push play. And then you'd be like, am I supposed to push play now? Don't push play. Okay, I push play. And then it's like nobody's in sync. It's like just forget it. Just forget it. <laughs> For all you old sometimes it would autoplay like things. cat videos and mm -hmm. yeah, it would just continue. Yeah. Yeah. The ads would be different. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we got that really ugly lady. Right? I'm sorry, did I, I say ugly? She was, no, she's somebody's her. horse. I mean daughter. Fuck, <laughs> 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 bro. Okay, that's, that's bad. That's bad. Okay. Well, you because so, you talked about her having a horse face. Oh yeah. Squarish jaw. Right. Yeah. That's right. She was a yeah. good singer and her the song was cute. Yeah. Well, you know, going from this is a segue, one bad trailer to maybe a good one. I haven't seen this. You guys probably have the um, Ant Man and Wasp trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard people, there's controversy over. I know Modoc is in it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And people are making memes about it already. I heard. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So I think we should watch it together before we head out yes, in this please. wonderful evening. Les, have you seen this? Man. No. Scotland. Okay. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time. Oh. Like me. We can help each other with that. Yeah. Who are you? 
I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. Yeah. What's that? Time. I can rewrite existence. Sure does. And shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. It's coming up. Yeah, it's not Let that far away. easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Great Dr. Strangish, though. Everything you call life will end. not want her to watch this. We had a deal. You thought you could win. Uh, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. I'm sorry, Cassie. That's a month from now. Mm -hmm. Wow, guys. Not too far that is away. Very intense. Nice. That is intense. No, no offense. No offense to Ant-Man and the time that he's lost. Five years is a decent amount of time. But yeah, it's, not, come on. it's not the end of the world. Well, I, I, I understand he literally. I, I mean, it's more. I think it's up. more in respect to his daughter. Yeah. 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 The time in which he missed of her growing up, I think, is bigger to him but if somebody were to see it on the outside of like five years be like well it's it's just totally playing into that underlying mm -hmm. theme of this phase which has been picking up the pieces or just regret any emotional what ifs uh you know All right yeah mm, I agree. just uh just emotional everybody's lost something we can go, always go back wandavision started with mm -hmm. that, you know, her and her loss of everything. And then we go to Hawkeye and he's dealing with Natasha, you know, so it's like it's all it's just the same phase. I mean, it's part of the phase and it's it's pretty cool to see that. And uh, he makes a decision, which is probably not the best decision, but got to keep right. the story going too so mm -hmm. i think it's going to be fun I think oh yeah it looks really well cool, it looks intense epic mm -hmm. oh. and i'm liking kang now the more it, it was one thing with thanos but just seeing this like version of kang just you know like ruthless the the ruler of that domain like of the quantum mm -hmm. realm right there just mm. yeah, it's going it to be fun it's going to yeah. be fun definitely looks uh looks fucking way more intense than the other ant-man thing we've seen so yeah can't wait for that i didn't know it was coming up so quickly yeah and good All right. good look on the uniform for king it looks amazing yeah he looking he's great heck yeah majors, majors is rad guys uh we'll end this thing with a moment of, god i i just found this out right now but jeff beck 
passed away, and I don't know when that happened. Did that happen today? Happened Eric? today, yeah. Yikes, yeah, um, he. It's you can read about it if you want. All that matters is a, a guitar great has passed away, and if you don't feel like you're familiar with Jeff Beck, you're probably familiar with Jeff Beck. Yeah, he's recorded a ton of records as a solo artist. He, when Rod Stewart first got his start. It was Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart. It wasn't Rod Stewart. And that's how it was billed. And that's how, uh, you know, he played on a ton of Rod Stewart's stuff. And Jeff was a guitar player who was like battled his demons. And it was, uh, he was a musician who, if you saw him, it was either going to be one of the best shows you've ever seen or like, oh, that really hurt. He, he came out of that, you know, and it can, uh, assembled this amazing band. He had this girl playing bass for him she's just super cool and uh he had a really unique style it sounded like he was using a slide and i mean he did play slide some he's a bluesy guitar player but most of the time it was him using the whammy bar on a strat with like no if for the guitar nerds no floyd rose i mean just a strat with the the whammy bar and like the classic six screw style bridge and uh i'm gonna drop a link in here raj if you'd play this it is from it's starting uh, several seconds in. This is the song Nadia. It's uh, okay. an instrumental, and this is where it like really picks up and starts to smoke. It's 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 super cool and uh, a goodbye to a great. Yeah, and, and considered one of the greatest of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll... I could go ahead and hit send. Geez, sorry, I pasted yeah, it in no there. Problem. I'm like, there you go. No problem. Can you copy and paste from my computer? Yeah, I can. Here we go. Um, all right, so let me uh, bring it up. Very unique style. Doesn't play. Doesn't use a pick. Uses his thumb most of the time, and it's just bonkers to watch. There we go. Jeff Beck. Moment of sound. <laughs> That's neat. That's rad. But like he's he's so like using his tone knob on his guitar to make small adjustments. That's cr he hears music differently than most people. It's very David Gilmore. Yeah. To me, isn't it? Now he's using a slide, and it sounds like it was when he's using the whammy bar. Super unique, man. I mean, he, he yeah. played with the greats. He played with the Yardbirds. If you guys aren't yeah. familiar with the Yardbirds, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. it was like members of Zeppelin and Cream. Right. And like every hot guitar Super player band. from that time was in that band at one time or another. Yeah, right. But anyway, man. Very cool, man. There Thank you, you go. That. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Beck, moment of sound. Yeah. Uh, the greats, uh, we're losing the greats. That's what, you know, it's awful. Yeah. What's happening. But yeah, every time uh, you would hear about the great guitarists, you hear Jeff Beck, you hear mm -hmm. Jimmy Page, you hear... Yeah, Eric Clapton, of course. A real popular, Hendrix. a real popular cut. I almost threw in there 
was uh, he did a cover of Hendrix's uh, Manic Depression with Seal for a Jimi Hendrix tribute that came out in the mid-90s. I remember that. It was rad, man. And Seal's voice on that, it's really cool. Yeah, that's a great CD back then, too. Mm -hmm. We used to sell the shit out of that music plus. And then The Cure does... uh, there's a there's a version I don't remember what song it was they do a crazy version of it of a, of a Hendrix song yeah oh it's cool all right guys that wraps up I believe uh, the uh, episode for us um, it was crazy yeah it was crazy King Tom it's just as crazy as your take on Bad Batch we'll catch you uh, well let's just go through that King Tom Chansky King of all pods what is your uh, your take on life how you doing life is Isn't good, good? Right, life is good. good. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, people can find me on Patreon shows for uh, Sith List, Bad Motivators, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the Bad Batch Sucks with eight <laughs> use. <laughs> All right, King Tom. Now, uh, less gone to last. Where can people find you? Sweet. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Less is more. Check it out. That was really good. Um, but let's try it again without the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> I was really no. hoping no one told him to unmute it just so we could see how long it would go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that other stuff on Sithlist.com. There you go. <laughs> Randy, where can people find you? Um, I'm on youtube.com slash the Sith List where we'll be doing reactions for uh, upcoming shows and uh, twitch.tv slash cursing user where eventually I'll be uh, streaming again. Yes. Can't wait for that. And again, guys, we're going to do Last of Us and uh, Randy is going to be a big part of that, obviously, since he's played both games and is very excited to uh, play it. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eric Strollers. You can check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and the good one I'm on called Dinner with the Healers. It's a podcast about Bluey that I do with my family. And uh, streaming a ton lately on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash yeah. mouserat2217. Yeah, very cool, man. Very cool. Check that out. And Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. Guys, and you can find me at the Sith List uh, anywhere social media is found. And we'll catch you next week. Right here on 337, without King Tom, on the Sith List. Sick and hot and lonely, deep in dark despair. Tell me where And if she says to you She don't love me Just give her my message Tell her of my plea And I know Well if she had me back again Well I would never make her sad I'm not a
Yeah. 